When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. So let's get into this topic here. This was something that uh, was a bit unexpected. Today was a pretty slow day uh, for content. Didn't really see much. But then I came across this article, you know, right before I was about to say, man, well, I don't know what to do. We're going to, we're going to produce anything today. And it was something that caught me caught me off guard, to be quite honest with you. As you guys know, um, Shannon Sharp, big name, sports media, used to work at FS1, now finds himself currently employed at uh, ESPN First Take. Prior to the announcement coming out, a lot of people were excited to see Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith become partners. And since these gentlemen have become partners on television, um, it has been a massive, massive uh, success for the two of them, for this partnership. Um, a lot of people have loved it, and t- people are tuning in in the droves to watch Shannon Sharp uh, and Stephen A. Smith go at it every day on television. I want to quickly read from an article that was published from the front office sports. This is on September 14th, and I just want to quickly read it. It says, Shannon Sharp boosts first take ratings, leaving Skibelis behind. Stephen A. Smith's recruitment of Shannon Sharp to first take continues to pay dividend for ESPN. The three the three time Super Bowl champer turned to first take earlier this week with Smith and Molly Kerm. For the second week in a row, their audiences dwarfed those of Skip Bayless's rival Undisputed Live on FS1. On Monday, after the first weekend of the NFL season, first take posted six hundred and twenty-six thousand viewers to 185,000 for Undisputed on Tuesday, the day after Aaron Rodgers' season-ended injury. First take drew 717,000 viewers compared to 118,000 for Undisputed. This was the third biggest audience for first take this year behind only Sharp's Labor Day debut uh, and February 13 episode after the Super Bowl, after Super Bowl 50. Uh, seven Sharp's appearance appears on first take Mondays and Tuesdays. The two day average for his show this week was up 22% from comparable episodes last season. The numbers also nearly doubled the show's average audience of 363,000 uh, in July. So as you can see, Shannon Sharp is definitely bringing in the numbers and it is paying dividend uh, in a major way for these guys at um, ESPN First Take. But then this morning, I was doing some research and I came across an article here that really surprised me. And again, it's from Front Office Sports. And the article had the headline, Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp, uh, Sharp, excuse me, First Take would still beat Undisputed without Stephen A. Smith. Shannon Sharp has thrown down the gauntlet to Skip Bayless and his new castmates at FS1. Now that he's joined forces with Stephen A. Smith and Molly Karam on ESPN's first take, Sharp says Bayless and Undisputed Live will have to swallow their pride and accept finishing a distant second in the ratings race. 
The ESPN show averaged 726,000 viewers last Monday, while FS1's Undisputed was 162,000. That was up 48% year over year from the comparable episode in 2022. On Tuesday, September 19th, first take, 620,000 view, viewers to Undisputed's 114,000. That was up by 43% year over year. Even if Smith leaves first take, Sharp said he and ESPN will still beat his former on-air partner Bayless in ratings. Woo! During an appearance on the Stephen A. Smith show, Sharp called out Bayless and his revamped Undisputed cast, including Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, Keyshawn Johnson, and Richard Sherman. Y'all not going to be better than me and Stephen A. Smith. That's not going to happen. I promise you. That is not going to happen. Ever, ever, Sharp declared. Now, if Stephen A. Smith says, Shannon, I want to go to on a, go in a different direction. You're all still, you, you all are still uh, not going to beat us because Stephen A. is that dude. If Stephen A. ever decides to leave and turn the reins over to me, y'all know I'm that dude. I'm him. Now, <laughs> the problem y'all got is you got two hymns to go against uh, up to go against Smith acknowledged Sharp uh, could succeed him on the top rated embrace debate show if he leaves ESPN for late night TV entertainment or politics that's a that possibility is open uh, added Smith and then the article then goes on to say a few things I was totally totally unaware uh, of these comments from Shannon Sharp totally unaware but to be quite honest with you um, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised and I'll tell you why. Recently, we produced a show um, that was centered on a conversation that Shannon Sharp and Stephen A. Smith uh, that they had on Stephen A. Smith's show where Shannon Sharp really went into detail of what it was like to basically tell Skip Bayless to his face to listen. That level of disrespect that you dished out towards me on television will never be acceptable to me. And in no uncertain terms, Shannon Sharp basically told Skip Bayless and those boys at FS1, you'll never talk to me in that way and basically stormed out of the room. But before we even get into the audio of what Shannon Sharp had to say about his time at FS1 and the time he had to basically check Skip Bayless, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Athletic Greens. AG1 is a convenient nutritional supplement with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that meet all of your foundational nutrition needs. Now, here's a quick personal story that I think a lot of that, that may resonate with a lot of you. I went to college in Italy, and actually, that's where I met the co-founder, Dreamers Pro Marco. And at that time, I was eating healthy whole foods, I was exercising regularly, and I was in the best shape of my life. Then life happened. I stopped exercising regularly. I started gaining weight because I wasn't able to exercise the way I used to and eat healthy the way I used to because I was moving around to different countries. And before I knew it, I couldn't even recognize myself anymore. So for the last two years, I've been really trying to focus on regaining my health and getting back in tip top shape. However, the biggest challenge that both Mark and I are having right now is that although we try to get the proper nutrition and do the right things to stay in shape and to stay healthy, other commitments somehow get in the way of us doing this. And to be honest with you, we find it hard to get enough servings of fruits and vegetables and other types of healthy foods to ensure that we're taking the right vitamins and minerals that are vital for good health. 
So we both started to take one scoop of AG1 in the morning with cold water to ensure that we're getting all of the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and fiber that we need in our diet to enhance our mental health, our physical health, and performance. And Marco, who's always skeptical about taking new nutritional supplements, found it to be reassuring that AG1 is used by top health experts and performers like Andrew Huberman and Lewis Hamilton. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash dreamers. That's drinkag1.com slash dreamers. Check it out. And remember, when you try AG1 by using the link in the description below, just know that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is want to quickly play what Shannon Sharp had to say to Stephen A. Smith about the day he had to come face to face with, face to face with Skip Bayless to basically let him know, listen, you will not be disrespecting me like this again on live air. Take a listen to that there. We had a conversation and I won't get into the specific. Who's weak? Specific Who's weak? Who's weak, Shannon? Me, Skip, and Charlie Dixon. Okay. okay. Uh, we had a conversation and uh, I think I conveyed my point fairly well. Um, no matter how much longer I was on the show, how much longer I was going to be at FS1, that level of disrespect wouldn't be tolerated. He made sure to make that point. And how receptive they were. I know I've known Charlie for years. Charlie's a good man. Uh, obviously, I've known Skip for a long time. How was that received when you said that? I said my piece and I got up and walked out. I don't really think there was anything else to discuss or have a discussion. It had already been said. I just wanted to say my piece. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I moved on. I also told you that is the day I knew it was over. You mm -hmm. would be leaving. I said, there is no way the yeah. Skip Bayless that I know, the Shannon Sharp that I came to know, the television business, the way that I know it, there is no way in hell they survived uh -huh. that together. It is over. Right. Shannon's going to be gone. Your thoughts yeah. that day? You did. Um, you told me a lot of things leading up to that point. Um, I, I, I think the thing for me is that I saw DeMar Hamlin and my brother. I remember watching my brother lay temporary paralyzed on the field, and I saw a lot of uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin in that situation. Um, for me, even in his, even though he opened the show the day that I wasn't there, saying his bosses wanted him to offer an explanation. And when I said the bosses had a problem with what you said, he simply said they did not. When he had clearly said to himself that the bosses had a problem with what he said and he needed to clarify it. I agree with you. Um, probably if I could go back and do one thing differently, there, there are a couple of things. Uh, that situation I definitely would not have. Uh, uh, I definitely should have reported. I'm sure they held that against me, but reported to I'm work. Sure reported to work. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I should have. I should have. I, I, I should have uh, uh, gone in there and sat down and not. You know, if I show up to work, I'm gonna work. It's not like right. I'm gonna sit there and uh, hold out, hold <laughs> in while I'm there. Right. Uh, no, I would have. I would have absolutely done my job, and uh, that's probably one of the one of the moments uh, in my tenure that uh, I'm least proud of that I didn't show up because on all the other jobs I've ever had, I've never not shown up for work. But that particular day when you responded the way that you responded, when you were interrupted, was that your way yeah. of just saying, I'm done, I've had enough? Um, it's well, over. I was just like, okay, let me get through the monologue 
If you have anything that you want to object to, you want to add, you can do it then. At least just let me get through the monologue. Because, you know, Stephen A., like, if you remember a couple of months later, uh, I had an incident at the Laker game with the Grizzlies. Yeah. Is that when I did what I did, I didn't have anything. That that was from my heart. Yeah. I don't put anything in prompter. That was from that was me speaking. Yeah. And when I was talking, I told about you the you handled that right too. I told you you handled yes. that right, absolutely. Because you can't the put Demar Hamlin situation, right. Stephen A. That was from my heart. There mm. was nothing written in prompter. Mm. My farewell speech. There was nothing written in prompter. Mm. So I just wanted him to let me get through. He could object to anything that I said that he liked or disliked or he wanted to add. That was fine, but just let me get through it. But at that point in time, I just think the thing is, he was like, I don't, I don't, I don't really want to hear anything else he has to say. I just want to move on. And that, that was fine. But if you notice, to go back to that Tom Brady, and this is what a lot of people um, was most proud of, that if you didn't see that moment, you would have never known that moment happened in the show. Because I went on and carried on like nothing's happened. Mm. And that happened very early in the show, Stephen A. Yeah. I went on and did my job the last two and a half minutes, the last two hours and 15 minutes of that show. If you did not watch that actual segment, you would have never known Skip and I had an issue. That's how well I compartmentalized what had transpired. When it was over, how mm-hmm. fearful were you when you were departing from FS1? Mm-hmm. How fearful were you that those incidences the apparent friction that existed on camera for all the world to see. Mm-hmm. How fearful were you that your career and your career aspirations were going to be compromised because of those incidences? Well, you, 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 you can never be for sure. Uh, you would have liked to have left on the greatest of terms, but even someone that leaves on the greatest of terms, sometimes people might say things. So I really didn't know. Um, I just, and, and and I was like, okay, I have my podcast. So if, and really Stephen A, you know, ESPN is really the only, the only other platform that kind of do what I was doing. So you heard what Shannon Sharp had to say. Here are my thoughts. First of all, uh, Shannon Sharp is saying the obvious. This is something we all knew. This is something we all knew. I said it when Shannon Sharp was at Undisputed. I said that Shannon was the major draw on the show. I always said this, and I said you would have have to have been a fool to let Shannon Sharp go. This is what I said on many different occasions. You don't let someone like that go. Someone that is that charismatic, naturally funny. You can't act funny. You just have to be funny. That is funny, that is approachable, that is personable, but also has passion and has a, a solid foundation in football. America's number one. So you don't let someone like that go. Do, do people have their plus and minuses? Absolutely. But when you looked at that debating tandem or duo, whatever it is, the debate duo, whatever you want to call it, it's clear to see that the majority of those debates, Shannon would win. And in most cases, he would carry the show. This is just my view. Now, for those people that disagreed with me, look at the delta that Shannon Sharp has been able to provide at ESPN First Take on the days he's there versus the days he's not there. 
it is a pretty significant drop-off. Hence the reason he is saying that even if Stephen A. Smith leaves and y'all can get 10 versions of you guys over there, there's no way you can beat me. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the truth. That is the truth. That's the reason why I personally believe Shannon Sharp is a very, very valuable person on or off TV. And that's the reason I was so surprised the way he was talking to Stephen A. Smith, like as if he was just going to be out there floundering in the ether. Who in their right mind, if you had the possibility to go out there and get a Shannon Sharp and bring him in on your roster, you don't do it. Who would just let him sit out there? So to me, what is surprising is that he's literally taking shots at them and he's not hiding. I mean, he is not he is not holding anything back and he is making it crystal clear. Listen, it's a competition and we aim to dominate you guys. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Let me get into this topic uh, here. Now, this particular topic is something I've been thinking on over the last two days of whether or not uh, we were going to produce this show or not. I wasn't 100% certain about this because I'd heard this story circulating around the Internet. Now, some of you guys may be saying, what are you talking about? Well, apparently there was this debate that was going on uh, around the Internet, which was basically uh, centered on a poll or a question that NBA on ESPN posted where they were essentially trying to gauge what people thought about the three players and who had the best season. Those three players that were, they were referring to was Stephen Curry, LeBron James, and Kawhi Leonard. Specifically, the years that they, that they were talking about were 2016 Stephen Curry, 2018 LeBron James, and 2019 Kawhi Leonard. So that was the poll. That's what they, that, I mean, that was the question essentially uh, that they put up. So I sat back and I thought about it. I'm like, well, how many people on our channel are really, really going to be, are really going to be interested in something like this? Like, le like really, right? Usually um, we don't do topics like that where we compare three players. Usually we compare two players like LeBron versus Jordan or uh, uh, LeBron versus Kobe Bryant, things like that. That's more enjoyable. But whenever you throw in that third variable, I wasn't sure. But then I started reading through some of the comments and I saw that people were starting to get into some pretty, pretty spirited debates on Twitter. And I was like, oh, my God, like people are really debating this. And speaking about healthy debates, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Athletic Greens. AG1 is a convenient nutritional supplement with 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that meet all of your foundational nutrition needs. Now, here's a quick personal story that I think a lot of that, that may resonate with a lot of you. I went to college in Italy, and actually, that's where I met the co-founder, Dreamers Pro Marco. And at that time, I was eating healthy whole foods. I was exercising regularly, and I was in the best shape of my life. Then life happened. I stopped exercising regularly. I started gaining weight because I wasn't able to exercise the way I used to and eat healthy the way I used to because I was moving around to different countries. And before I knew it, I couldn't even recognize myself anymore. So for the last two years, I've been really trying to focus on regaining my health and getting back in tip top shape. However, the biggest challenge that both Mark and I are having right now is that although we try to get the proper nutrition and do the right things to stay in shape and to stay healthy, other commitments somehow get in the way of us doing this. 
And to be honest with you, we find it hard to get enough servings of fruits and vegetables and other types of healthy foods to ensure that we're taking the right vitamins and minerals that are vital for good health. So we both started to take one scoop of AG1 in the morning with cold water to ensure that we're getting all of the vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and fiber that we need in our diet to enhance our mental health, our physical health, and performance. And Marco, who's always skeptical about taking new nutritional supplements, found it to be reassuring that AG1 is used by top health experts and performers like Andrew Huberman and Lewis Hamilton. So if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash dreamers. That's drinkag1.com slash dreamers. Check it out. And remember, when you try AG1 by using the link in the description below, just know that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let's get into the nitty gritty of this. For this particular show, I try to be as scientific as possible, um, you know, when doing this show. But first, I'm going to read what some of the people had to say on Twitter. So the one, uh, one uh, the post said, which version of these players are you rocking with? 2016 Stephen Curry, 2018 LeBron James, 2019 Kawhi Leonard. One person writes, 2016 Steph is the greatest offensive player of all time. Another person said, Braun, Steph, Kawhi, in that order. Another person said, uh, 2001 is Kawhi, insane playoff run, one record, one title, uh, top 10 peak player ever then two he had 2018 braun and three he had 2016 uh stephen curry struggling the playoffs due to a minor injury didn't win the title another person said which version is the best they put up their own they put up a poll and about 62 percent of the people voted for lebron out of four four thousand uh five hundred and twenty seven uh uh what is it um uh, voters another person said 2018 LeBron is in a league of his own. Don't care about the other two. Another person said, I'm sorry, but 2019 Kawhi is heavily overrated. He was historic, but he didn't belong in a conversation. He don't belong in a conversation with 2018 LeBron and 2016 Stephen Curry. And uh, finally, one person said, a regular season, Steph, Bron, Kawhi, playoffs, Bron, Kawhi, uh, Steph. So that's what those people had to say. As a matter of fact, we put up a poll uh, right before producing this show, and the poll uh, said the following. Who had the best postseason run? LeBron 2018, Curry 2016, uh, and Kawhi Leonard, uh, what is it, 2019. Now, this poll um, has not been up for that long. I'm sure this poll is going to generate thousands of votes. It has 1,300 votes in the 49 minutes. But of the people that have voted, 50% are going for Kawhi, 16%, I mean, 19% are going for Curry, and 31% are going for uh, LeBron James. So that's what people are saying out there. Now, for me, as I said, I want to be as scientific as possible. I give you guys some data from what people from our audience are saying. Different audiences are going to say uh, different things. But in this particular case, I want to break down this argument in three different categories or in, in various categories. I want to look at the regular season stats and I want to look at the accolades that were attained that season by both players. And then I want to look at the postseason stats 
and accolades. Now, remember, the years we're looking at for people that want to go back and do, you know, research this yourself. We're looking at LeBron James 2017-2018 season. We're looking at Kawhi Leonard 2018-2019 season. And we're looking at Curry 2015-2016 season. So those are the seasons that we're looking at. That year, LeBron for the regular season, he averaged 27.5 points per game, which is great. 54.2% shooting from the field. 36.7% shooting. From three, which is the highest he has shot, basically it was one. It's the highest field goal shooting percentage he shot in the last arguably ten years. So it's pretty impressive. He shot seventy three percent from the free throw line. He got you eight point six rebounds. Get this: nine point one assists, four point two turnovers, which is a lot. But he did get you one point four steals and zero point nine. Uh, what is it? Blocks per game. So those are some pretty, pretty, pretty gaudy numbers now in the case of Kawhi Leonard that season in the what year are we looking at we're looking at the 2018-2019 season that was a single year he played for the Toronto Raptors that season Kawhi Leonard averaged 26.6 points per game on 49.6 percent shooting 37.1 percent from the three 85.4 percent uh from the uh what about, about, about what is it from the free throw line he got you 7.3 rebounds, 3.3 assists, only two turnovers, 1.8 steals, and 0.4 in blocks. And Stephen Curry, uh, in the 2015-2016 season, he scored 30 points a game, 30.1 to be precise. He shot 50% from the field, 45.4% from the uh, from the from the three-point line, 90.8% from the free throw line. To go with 5.4 rebounds, 6.7 assists, only 3.3 turnovers, and two steals that year. And I also believe that was the year he won the unanimous MVP, uh, regular season MVP. I'm going to verify this in a second. And he also won the scoring title, if I'm not mistaken, that year. As a matter of fact, let me pull up, let me pull up, uh, let me pull up the stats or the accolades for Stephen Curry that year because i know they were ungodly that year in 2016 he won the regular season mvp he what he made the all-star team uh what else he made the all first nba team what else did he do he led the league in scoring he won the three-point shooting contest and he led the league in steals and he shot 50 40 90 from the field that was Stephen Curry that year. Let's look at Kawhi Leonard. What did Kawhi Leonard accomplish that year? Well, Kawhi Leonard in that season, um, what is it? He about did he make? Yes, he made. No, Kawhi Leonard that year did not make an All Star team. Uh, he didn't make an All NBA team that year. No, no, he made an NBA team that year. He didn't win a Defensive Player of the Year. He didn't lead the league in steals. Nothing like that. Let's look at LeBron James that year. Because I know LeBron is also going to have some pretty big stats. And the, and the year we're looking at for LeBron is 2017-2018. Uh, so that season, uh, let me see. LeBron James, he didn't win the title. He didn't win the regular season MVP. Um, he was an all-star, of course. Uh, let me see. He made the all-first NBA team. Um, what else did he do? So those are the two things that he did that season, right? So in terms of regular season accolades, 
Stephen Curry is blowing these dudes out of the water. It's not even comparable. It's nothing to even discuss. Nothing to discuss. Now let's look at postseason. Postseason for LeBron James that year, we're looking at the what? The 2017-18 season, where a lot of people think that was his best playoff run ever. In 22 games, get this. The guy averaged 34 points per game on 42 minutes per game. He shot 54% from the field, 34% from the three. He had he shot 74.6% from the free throw line. He got you 9.1 rebounds, 9 assists per game. He did have 4.3 turnovers, but he was getting you 1.2 steals and one block. So his scoring went up. I believe his rebounding went up. His assists, I believe, went up uh, as well. And I think his, steal, his, his steals and blocks went up that year. And if you guys remember, that playoff run, I think LeBron hit multiple buzzer beaters. And, of course, he had that series against the Toronto Raptors where he absolutely embarrassed them. I mean, it was, it was a joke because that was the number one. Think about this. That season, the Toronto Raptors were the number one uh, team in the Eastern Conference. They get to the Eastern Conference Finals, and LeBron James totally dismantles these guys. I believe they got swept in the most embarrassing fashion ever. And at one point, it looked like he was actually toying with them. So LeBron was on something totally different that year. He didn't win the title, but it was absolutely incredible what he did. And I believe that year he lost to the Golden State Warriors with Kevin Durant and these guys. Let's get to Kawhi Leonard's playoff run that year. Kawhi Leonard, that year, in 39 minutes, he averaged 30.5 points per game. He shot 49% from the field, 37.8% from the three, 88% from the free throw line, got you 9.1 rebounds, 3.9 assists, three turnovers a game, but 1.7 steals and 0.7 blocks, and he led the playoffs in points, rebounds, and steals. And he won the finals MVP. And if you watched it, it was absolutely incredible. If you saw Kawhi Leonard's run that year, it was, I mean, you're looking at the guy, and that's the reason why people said Kawhi Leonard, when he gets to the playoffs, he turns into Michael Jordan. It's something quite weird. Kawhi Leonard is a good player, maybe a top 15 guy in the regular season. But when it comes to the playoffs, this guy turns into like the best player, literally. I, I don't know how he does it. If I ever meet him, I'm going to ask him, how is this possible? How can you play so much better? How do you get so much more efficient? Where do you find all of this extra? I mean, it's, it's remarkable. And if you looked at his run, man, he was going against teams he was supposed to lose. He was supposed to lose to Philly. Remember, Philly had Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, and Ben Simmons when he was Ben Simmons. They won that series. You all know the buzzer beater that he hit. The buzzer beater, you know, heard around. Maybe his Kawhi Leonard's number one play. Then goes to the Eastern Conference Finals, drops the first two games against Milwaukee, then game three in Toronto. They win game three, I think, in overtime. And he totally shut down Giannis whenever Giannis was, uh, uh, when he was guarded by Giannis. I think Giannis was shooting something like 30-something percent in, uh, in possessions when he was guarded by Kawhi. Then he really showed you just how incredible of a two-way player he was. I mean, that's what did it for me, and I think that's what did it for a lot of people. And, of course, if you look at Stephen Curry, that season, in the 2015-2016 season, he shot, he scored, excuse me, 25 points per game, 
on 43% shooting. Now, get this. In the regular season, he shot 50%. His field goal shooting percent dropped to 43%. That uh, that 44, basically roughly 44. Three-point shooting stayed at 40, but it dropped from 45 to 40. Free throw shooting percentage was 91.6, which is incredible. Uh, he got you a 5.5 rebounds, 5.5 assists. He averaged 4.2 turnovers a game. That's a lot. And 1.4 steals and uh, 0.3 blocks. And Stephen Curry was a part of probably the biggest choke job in NBA history by giving up a 3-1 lead to LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers with Kyrie Irving and, and Kevin Love and these guys, right? So those are what those gentlemen did those individual years. And some people say, well, you're picking this one a favorite Kawhi. No, I picked, the, I picked something that they picked, right? So who do I think had the best year? Well, Curry obviously had the best season by far. It's not even close. Some people are arguing that's the greatest regular season in NBA history. So Curry won that. Between Curry and LeBron, Curry won that. It's not even close. Postseason, I think Curry falls out. I think it falls out, and it's now left between Kawhi Leonard and LeBron. Now, Kawhi Leonard, excuse me, LeBron that year, he did average more points. He averaged 34 to Kawhi's 30. Um, he shot a higher field goal shooting percentage, 53.9 to Kawhi's uh, 49, although they shoot, they score differently. Kawhi did shoot better than him at the free throw line. Um, both were very clutch. LeBron had the better all-around game in terms of his rebounding and assists, where he got 9.1 rebounds. I believe Kawhi Leonard that year averaged 9.1 uh, rebounds as well. But LeBron beat him in assists with 9 to Kawhi's 3.9. But what you're not seeing in a box score here is the defense that Kawhi Leonard played. And this is the reason why it's important to watch games. Because if you just look at these numbers on their face, you'll say, well, LeBron obviously had the better seat, but you also got to watch the game, right? You also got to watch the game uh, to understand what's happening. Um, in both runs, both guys were underdogs at various points. Um, going into the finals, I think most people would have thought the Cavs were the underdogs, although they had three great scores on that team. And I think one of those playoff runs, if I'm not mistaken, that playoff run, the Cavs trio of Kevin Love, LeBron James, and Kyrie Irving actually outscored the uh, the um, Golden State Warriors trio of Klay Thompson, Stephen Curry, and Kevin Durant. But overall, I got to give it to Kawhi because Kawhi won the championship. And we got to look at the season and the circumstances surrounding Kawhi's year, and I'll tell you why. Remember the year before, Kawhi Leonard was in purgatory. Like, they sent him to Canada. They sent him out of the country. Remember the issue with him in San Antonio the year before? I think the year before, he played less than 10 games the year before. In that year, he only played 60 games with Toronto. Going into those playoffs, no one was looking at the Raptors, although they had a very good seat. They had a, had a very good regular season. They had a very good coach in Nick Nurse, but they had a lot of unproven guys. Marcus Gasol, he was unproven, although he was a defensive player of the year uh, before. You had uh, Serge Ibaka. You had Kyle Lowry, all-star, unproven. It never won. Been, been a part of those choke jobs. You had Pascal Siakam, who had just become the most improved player of the year that year. Right. So there was a lot of variables. You had Fred Van Vliet, who really became Fred Van Vliet that year. Right. So to me, I would give the edge to Kawhi Leonard because he won. But LeBron's year was also incredible. So it's between those two guys. But I give Kawhi the slight edge over LeBron because of the circumstances, the players he beat. 
um, being being not being favored for two straight rounds against Philadelphia and against Milwaukee. So um, that's going to be my pick. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.